this universe, we look at a lot of things like failure is not such a bad thing. If you're not failing, you maybe you're not trying hard enough. Welcome to Ending Pending. I'm your host, Andy. I'm the zeitgeist of the year 2007, and I'm Evan. I'm what could totally stand in for Nicolas Cage at any given movie. I'm Ronnie. Boy, if you can tell by those <laughs> introductions, Ending Pending is a podcast where we discuss television shows that have only lasted for a single season. We are currently covering 2007's Moonlight, but before we get into that, I have whoa, a bit. Whoa, whoa. Wait, wait, hang on real quick. Just, it, it's... La La Land. La La Land is the right. Is is it La La Land? La La Land's the one that won. Oh no, it, it was Moonlight. Ah oh, gee, ah oh, gee. I I made this joke in the in the chat with just me, Annie, and Evan earlier, and it went over just as well. <laughs> no, that's a very good joke. I, Thank you. Uh, Thank I understood you. it verbally. I didn't understand when you were trying to say it in text I said, form. Like, oh, I think that was La La Land. Or, yeah. Evan I, goes, I, is it La La Land a film? I chuckled at the, at the text message one. I had a big old grin for the podcast. <laughs> the grin did not transfer in yeah. audio format, but uh, it was there. It's not La La Land, and it's not the film Moonlight. It's the series Moonlight. Andy, what's the bit? I'm sorry. I just, I just the bit? railroaded right over there. No, you're good. Is the bit, what Twilight character are you? No, but, I mean, that's a good bit. Is the bit, uh, uh... A Quizilla, a Quizilla quiz about what Twilight character you should date? No, um... I think the bit should be just Evan continues to try and guess what the bit guess is. Guess the bit, That's yeah. a great bit. Yeah, do you want to guess again, babe? No, okay. I don't. So, I have to do something that I don't typically do on this podcast. Because I have, like, a character I portray on this podcast. And I need to break character and do and do something... I need to admit I was wrong and apologize. And Whoa. I don't... This has literally I, never happened. No. Oh, my goodness. It's, it's episode 70. We're starting a new show. I'm showing some character growth in Ending Pending. I need to admit that I was wrong and apologize. Is it about selfie? No. <laughs> fuck no. Oh, it's not about okay. selfie. I need to apologize to Mr. Matt Mercer and the cast of Critical Role. <laughs> <laughs> I I I don't really go back and listen to old episodes, but I've been informed that I've said some pretty harsh things. Uh I, I know I said that we were a adventure zone only podcast and that we only stand the uh, the adventure zone, but I uh I am obsessed with critical role. Mm-hmm, you are. And I would fucking kill a man for Kiri. I love. That. Oh, I just got to the Kenku. I Ooh, love that little Kenku so much. And if anything bad happens to her, I will John Wick. <laughs> I will go full John Wick. But uh, yeah, Critical Role and and the cast. I'm very very sorry, Mr. Matthew Mercer. I'm very very sorry. Uh, I yeah, I just had to admit I was wrong for a minute. Matt Mercer, uh, go back in time. From two years ago, and make sure nothing happens to that Kenku you were telling yeah. a story about. 
There is nothing I love more in the entire world than Andy's growth over like the past like five years or so. Andy, Andy and I have had a long, long McElroy uh, based friendship. I mentioned the idea of the Adventure Zone to Andy several years ago. And he said, you know, I don't really think I could get into something like that. Like, I, I don't I've heard a couple of actual play podcasts and it's just it's just it's never really, you know, jumped out. I remember to me. this. And I yeah, said, I remember I this. said, oh, but I really think you're going to. OK, th- this this is right up your alley. I really. Yeah. OK. Yeah. Flash forward to Taz and only Taz. Nothing but Taz. Taz is yep. everything to what, yep. a year and a half later now. We're like. Oh, maybe there's other things except for Ted. Anything else you want to like super double down on right now that we can return to? Hey, uh, if you know what, the more I think about it, the more I think this really wasn't my fault that I said all these things about Critical Role. And the more I think Evan and Ronnie should apologize for not stopping me. I think you guys oh. should apologize to the cast of Critical Role I, and Mr. Matthew Mercer. I was not as much of a critter. I mean, I still, I'm I clearly you have you have like passed me on the highway in my critter fandom. You're cruising down, and you're like Maserati passing me in my in my Ford Escort. Well, um, we just joined, so we're hyper fixated. That's yeah. how things work, you know. We're also both just really horny for Molly Mock. Yeah, and we, we want to fuck that teeth link. Yeah, that's also Ford. Yeah, also Ford. I, yeah, I would fuck yeah, Ford. F- yeah. Ford. Ford is is you know. Definitely horny for Ford. Um, there's not I'm, anyone on that. On I'm that really set. into Liam. I don't watch Liam. Liam, yeah. is, Liam, Liam is Ford. Yeah. Yeah, Liam's. Mm. Uh, I don't watch the like streams. I just listen to the podcast, so I have no like link between what the the actors look like and what the characters oh, look like. I have really? a pure and unadulterated notion of mm. the characters themselves. Oh, get this. So, occasional guest star and housemate Kim um, and I are doing a thing where once a week we sit down and watch uh, the first campaign. So, I'm, I'm obsessively listening to campaign two right now in a, in a, in a fut- futile quest to catch up. And we're then once a week watching old campaign. And holy shit, that beginning, that very, very cheesy beginning where they're all cosplaying their characters. Mm-hmm. How did this show get popular? It's so bad. That beginning is awful. Oh, man. It's buck wild. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just. It's it's very like 2008. Um, but, but Felicia the- Day. What's the name of the channel? I'm blanking. Geek and Sundry. It's very 2008. Oh Geek yeah, and Geek and Sundry. I feel like this has yeah. like become as much of a running theme as how much you hated Critical Role is how much we just like want to flirt. And I'm I'm using <laughs> I'm using uh, flirt to stand in for some other words here. How much we want to flirt with the cast of Critical Role? We talk about that constantly now. I really, I really. Don't get me wrong. I, the cast are great actors, and I'm sure they're very good people. I don't care about them. I want to fuck that tiefling. <laughs> the tiefling. Not the dude who plays the tiefling. I mean, maybe he's hot. I don't really, like, I've seen him. I don't have a clear recollection. I do love that you have like. no idea what these people look like. You only I know wanna the characters. I want to fuck the tiefling. All right, let's move on. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I want that we on a t-shirt. 
I want to get them fuck a t-shirt. The tea you know what? Let's I, move on. If I know anything about uh, queer fantasy culture, there is definitely already a t-shirt that says I want to fuck the tiefling. So yeah. <laughs> Dot, 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 let's a, move on. I want a t-shirt that says, Daddy only lets me have Eldritch Blast. <laughs> Daddy, can I please have more spell slots? Daddy! <laughs> okay. All right. Short rest. You get him back. And we're back. What, um, is, what is this show? What is the show that we were show, watching? This Moonlight. This show is called Moonlight. Moonlight. This is a horny show. It's this show so exists horny. Because, this show exists because of another vampire thing that also was popular in 2007 that's also called Something Lights. And it's also a paranormal... You, you get where I'm going with this. Mm-hmm. This was the vampire... This was the... This was the hastily assembled... Vampire paranormal romance show for that, adults, yeah, and men for adu- adults and grown men, um, yeah. So I'll go, I'll just go through the the individual episodes, shall we? Try so, and do it fast because we're covering four episodes. Okay, yeah. yeah. Vampire PI, hard boiled McVampire, <laughs> uh, whose name is Mick St. John, which is a weird name. Uh, is investigating this crime scene where a college student was murdered and she's got bite marks in her neck and it turns out she was in this weird blood cult led by her weird teacher and this uh, reporter for BuzzFeed gets involved. They don't call it BuzzFeed, but it's clearly BuzzFeed. Um, Buzzwire. Buzzwire. Buzz Lightyear. This uh, reporter from, from BuzzFeed gets involved, and she's reporting on it like, is this a vampire killing? Like, as a tabloid angle, but the actual vampire who's a PI who's on the scene is like, oh shit, is it actually vampires? Is this risking the exposure of our community? Um, yeah, it turns out it wasn't a vampire. It was just this very creepy uh, college professor like luring women into his weird vampire cult and uh uh was it the the dude who killed the lady or was it his assistant it was the the ta was actually the one doing the murders yeah that's what i thought the professor didn't know yeah okay so his his, he was a creeper and he was the worst but his ta was killing the the Killed the girl, killed the one girl with the blood thing, and it wasn't really vampires. But because of this case, uh, we, the audience, learn that this P.I. fellow is a vampire, and this this BuzzFeed reporter lady starts to get hints that there's something up with him. Episode 2, this fellow named Lee J. Spaulding, which is apparently two names, Lee and then J. I thought he just had a weird combo first name, gets out of prison. He... Killed two women, and uh, back in like the fifties or what? It wasn't the fifties. Two, two long ago, long ago enough that it was weird. Uh, this this vampire PI helped put him away because this vampire PI is immortal. Uh, so he helped put this guy away, and the dude gets exonerated because something in his like trial was done improperly, and they're like, oh no, that evidence was inadmissible, we have to let him out of jail. But he really did, like, kill people, he really is a murderer, and now he's trying to frame the vampire P.I. Mick St. John, uh, for his, like, to get him put in prison, he keeps, like, faking 
that Mick attacked him and then he shot himself and was trying to say that Mick shot him as revenge for Mick putting this dude, Lee J. Spaulding, in jail. Uh, so the, the BuzzFeed reporter lady, uh, helps clear Mick's name by letting him use her platform to, like, tell his story and refocus the investigation on the other dude and reveal evidence about this other dude. And, uh, so they, they put him away, they get him back in jail, and, uh, in this episode, Beth, who's the BuzzFeed reporter, her name is Beth, uh, she, she catches Mick, uh, sucking on some, some bags of Red Cross blood and, uh, figures out that he's a vampire. Uh, also a deal, a thing with him is that he doesn't drink blood out of, like, living humans. He's got a buddy who, like, works at a medical facility of some kind who hooks him up with, like, donated blood or blood from corpses or something. Uh, so he's, like, you know, a good vampire. Uh, episode three, uh... There's this whole, like, oh my god, you're a vampire drama thing. There's this backstory with Mick's uh, ex-wife. She was a vampire, and she turned him into a vampire, uh, like, when they got married, like, against his will. And then he attacked her and drove her away, and then several years later, she kidnapped a little girl to, like, try to lure him back to, to be her husband again, and was like being weird, and he murdered her to, like, save the little girl, and it turns out the little girl is Beth, the BuzzFeed reporter, and he's been following her ever since, and this is how they cross paths, and in this episode, there's a, uh, a guy who works at, uh, the jet propulsion lab who has turned a vampire, who, he's a vampire, and he's turned another guy into a vampire, because he's like, I want a vampire son, and this is why all these flashbacks are happening and stuff, and we're, we're learning stuff about his past, because some dude turned some other dude into a vampire. Um, episode four, there's this lady who's going to testify against some kind of arms dealer, and uh, she's in police custody for her protection, and they find her, and they're cha the guys, the armed stealer guy sends his guys after her, and she takes a bus out into the middle of the desert to try to flee, and Mick goes after her, but vampires can't be out in the sun, so he starts getting all, like, fucked up, and, like, they're trapped and they don't have a car, and he gets, he gets real fucked up. He gets all, like, sick, vampire sick and stuff, cause sun, and that's bad for them. Uh, so, um, what's her name? Beth. Uh, comes to rescue them, and he's all, like, twitchy and dying, and she's like, oh my god, drink my blood, and he's like, no, I mustn't, and she's like, yes, drink my blood, and he's like, okay. <laughs> so. <laughs> very dramatic music plays. It's very dramatic, but, um, yeah, I don't understand <coughs> why that's such a big deal, because he was getting blood from, like, people who were donating it, and they weren't consenting to that. So, I don't see how that's different, but, um, yeah, that's the show. That's what's happening in the show. 
It's a vampire show. It's a vampire show. I wrote extensive notes. I've been taking notes for ending pending in about a good three years. <laughs> At least the past four episodes. We know that much. Uh-huh. Yeah, I took a lot of notes, too. This show has a lot. And you know that old Ronnie headcanon machine. It was a cranking. Uh, yeah, sure, can't wait. <laughs> but let's uh, let's not get to that right now. Let's get to just this show. We the whole thing. We've watched four episodes of it. This is gonna be a long one, folks. Buckle in. Sixteen episodes of Moonlight. Uh, Andy. Yeah, Ronnie. We got four episodes under our belt now. What do you think? Is it working for you? Uh what a question. Yeah. Uh that's 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 real tough to say. There there were parts that did work for me and there were parts that didn't work for me. I think all in all it's not a bad show. I'm just very clearly not the market audience. But I guess that's not the show's fault. So I like it's working, I guess. Maybe. Evan. Eh. Yes, Ronnie. Four episodes of CBS's, and now on the CWC for all those who want to follow along with us. Uh, this show, Moonlight. These four episodes, they work it for you? You know. Oh, boy. See, if I had watched it in, in 2007, I would have hated it. But mm-hmm. looking back, it's such a it's such a fascinating cultural artifact that I'm almost like psychologically interested in it from like a cultural perspective. I don't know. Uh, I don't. It's it, real. It's real tough. It's I don't want to interrupt you, but like, it's not badly made. No. Yeah. It's not. Uh, I don't, I think that, uh, there's some acting in it that's quite poor. Oh, well, yeah. But, uh, yeah, the, uh, compared to other shows of the era, it's, it's really fairly solid, I guess. Oh, boy. Yeah, I, I'm gonna say it's working. It's, well, it's a very, in a convoluted, weird, puff pastry kind of a way. If I was a 42-year-old cis white woman who was real horny for vampires and was tired of my husband not watching Twilight with me, I'd love this show because I could get him to watch it with me. Hey, Ronnie. Hey, Ronnie. Hey, hey yeah. How How is your heart feeling about these these four episodes? These four episodes. I don't see what all the hemming and hawing about is. This show's great. I love it. <laughs> I must be. I must be enter cis husband of forty two year old uh, Twilight loving wife. Because because call me the prime demographic. I am having a good good time with this vampire show. Oh boy, yeah. I love it. I'm into it. I'm here for so it. Let's. Uh, I guess let's talk about some things that we liked first. Did well, we, which real quick. Let's. Uh, Let's talk about where this came from. This is our fan pick uh, episode that we're uh, we're going. Yes. Thank pick you, show. fans on Discord. Thank yeah, you yeah, to yeah. Uh, Michaela on the fan Discord. Uh, they suggested the good good show Moonlight, 
Uh, you can suggest shows too by sending emails to penningpod at gmail.com and, or get in the fan discord. Give us some money because we're going to, you know, maybe give that higher priority. Anywho. Um, we do love money. We do love that good, good green stuff. Capitalism. We, yes, we too are susceptible to filthy, filthy materialist greed. There is no ethical consumption under capitalism except for consuming ending pending. What was good about these four shows, these four episodes of Moonlight? <clears throat> do we um, want to do it by episode or are we just shouting shit out? Um, let's kind of... Because I have notes to read from, and they're organized by episodes. Yeah, yeah okay. Let's, well, I was going to suggest that we go in kind of a linear order, at least roughly. Yeah, yeah. Let's uh, let's talk about episode one, that pilot episode of uh, of Moonlight. The the opening is very edgy. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, but my god, I think I have the most negative things to say about episode one. So I'll oh. just like I'll just hold them in. I'll just hold them in. Okay, okay. So I'll say this. Uh, I love the idea of the first villain not being a monster, but being a human manipulating vulnerable people into thinking he's one. I think that's kind of interesting to contrast this person who is a monster and, like, thinks he's a monster, but he doesn't want to be a vamp. Like, there's something thematic going on there, even if the show didn't super explore it, but I dug it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's... That that opening, just to stay right at the top, it kind of does an information dump in a way that I don't really, I don't hate it. I don't think it was super necessary, but... That was going to be one of my negatives. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 to a, I mean, it, it does, it does you well in like any kind of show where there's established lore of like long-standing folklore or cultural lore. Whether it's vampires or werewolves or even time travel, I just start off and say, "Here's what the rules of this world are. It's different than what you understand. Let's move on." And I, and I, you know, it, it was a little ham-fisted, but I appreciated having that, you know, little entry into the into the diary. Uh, I Gosh, like yeah. the the vampire businessman friend who's yes. like yes. 100 years old. Yeah, because like that makes so much sense. Why wouldn't you be a high powered? needy annoying businessman if you were mm-hmm. a vampire you can be your own trust fund baby mm-hmm. you know you can just fake your own death every you know couple of decades and leave all your money to your son and he can start a new tech startup and uh be a flash in the pan and nobody will remember him i wrote i always dig the modern fantasy secret underground uh, the vampire in the morgue and the real estate mogul vampire, that's some good shit. Oh, yeah, I like the morgue vampire, too. He's got a sweet gig. Yeah, that also seemed real Guillermo smart. Hill's name, his name. Mm-hmm. And he's just like, uh, oh, hey, free blood. Yeah. Yep. Cool. He's also, uh, like, got a whole secret economy where he's, like, doling out free... I, I See, it's all in, like donation bags, so I don't know if he has, like, a side gig where he volunteers at the Red Cross... Uh, or if it's like all from corpses, I don't know. But he's got a gig where he's just selling blood to vampires. Like this is his niche in the vampire economy because he works at a morgue and he has free access to it, or at a hospital or a, none, some kind of medical facility. None of our blood's going to these vampires. Oh yeah, yeah, because we're gay and they won't take oh, it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I guess that's the plus side. Maybe the maybe the Red Cross is protecting us from um, involuntary vampire feeding. I guess. Yeah. 
Fuck those assholes. I'm going to choose not to believe that, but maybe that's true. <laughs> uh, I'll say this. Sometimes when Mick uses his vampire powers, they look pretty cool. And sometimes they look real bad. Yeah. <laughs> sometimes they look real, real bad. Uh, I will say I liked the the shit with him on the car at the very end, where he's like trying to like get in the car and on the car. Uh, that 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 did look uh, quite good for a 2007 TV show mm-hmm. on the CW. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I have not had as many problems with like bad effects and stuff like that, but I like. I like how they have like adapted some of the lore of vampires in their world to make it like match the effects budget that maybe they had or the limitations at the time. Like Yeah, I could tell they were doing that. I was like, oh, they didn't want to have to like make him burn and smoke right, in the sunlight. Right, yeah. So they were just like, ah, he just gets real sick. They're yeah. real real inconsistent with their their rules and vampire shit. Mm-hmm. And I I I don't like that. I'm always fine for updating stuff. Like I think it's interesting that a stake to the heart doesn't kill them. It it paralyzes them. Like I'm fine with that. That like you can paralyze the baddie vampire and monologue or the baddie vampire can paralyze him and monologue at him. I'm fine with that shit. That like that's cool. But some of their rules are real inconsistent. Uh, I like how he brought up that he could uh, eat garlic in the opening monologue, but then, like, brought up later that, oh, we don't eat. Like, they don't eat people (laughs) food, so how would he even know if he could eat garlic? One of them says, uh, another vampire says, like, oh, I'm gonna go order a thing. He's like, we don't eat, and he's like, I enjoy it. Yeah, I was sort of... I, I chose to assume that he was just sitting in that restaurant smelling the food that he used to love or something. He didn't specifically say that, but, like, I don't know. In, in Twilight, they don't need to eat. It's kind of, like, a little uncomfortable, but they do it anyway. In they Twilight, they have food. to go throw it up later. Oh, okay. The rogue vampire in the one episode does, like, go ham on some Doritos um, yeah, it doesn't satisfy him, but he's still able to get those bad boys down. It seems like so. If you like really I said, work on it, sure. very inconsistent on their their vampire rules. I do like, and maybe this has come up before in pop culture, like the idea that he is like a he could do like blood magic, where he can like smell blood and like see like five seconds or like three seconds of of the past of like how that blood got there. I feel like that's an interesting way to work out for a detective, mind you, like that's very convenient um, for this show. I I felt like that was kind of their attempt at doing that that thing they did in the Sherlock Holmes movies where he was like deducing it. Sure. And so they put it Based together. Based on the scents and the blood splatter and yeah, stuff. Yeah, I don't know yeah. if it was meant to be magic. I, I understand why. It still works. Yeah, like you can yeah. interpret it that way. I'm not, maybe that is what they intended and I just missed it. Well, yeah. Are we going good and bad per episode? Can I start talking about bad things in episode one? Sure, uh, why not? Yeah. Okay. I mean, well, we I, got- I have... I have Okay, you finish your goods, Ronnie. Yeah. Well, I mean I mean I have some goofy goods. At one point, uh the Buzzwire boss uh sends out Beth and says, Mama needs fresh content, and that's a move. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That, I remember that line. It was yeah. very good. Yeah, that is so that is so now. Like that was like very yeah. like poignant in two th- early two thousands. Um 
I and after after Clone High and like hearing early two thousands like terminology that was like just downright offensive at points. The fact that when they're looking over the cemetery and they talk about all the emos that are looking at this at the gravesite, it's like, mm, yes, emos. That is like some 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 early two thousand lingo that like I can tolerate. <laughs> That's is, the thing we used to have. In it's our the culture. thing we used to have, and I don't feel like it's offensive to like any kind of people group or anything like that. Like, oh that's, no, emo I, was a choice. Yeah, I, uh, I, I. In episode one, there is a a the guy talks about being like an energy vampire kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, was that a thing for y'all in your that schools? Is... Oh, in my time? schools? In my school, no. never. But like, but I know that that's a thing. Like, that's un- a, a subculture. That's thing. like a kink thing. I don't think oh, it's okay. a kink. I and think I, I think <laughs> it usually ends up being a kink. <laughs> I. I, I watched I that know. episode. If of, this horny uh, horny show has ex- anything to say about it, of dark tourism. Um, I don't I'm know. Just, I don't want to. I don't want to disparage any people who aren't hurting anybody. But no, yeah, no. I know. I mean, that's, that, I mean, that's fair. Yeah, that, there there, was, that's a thing. Energy vampires is a thing that some right. No, do. I know yeah. that because of the girl in my middle school who deemed herself an energy vampire would sit in the corner and do some like wavy hands at people and like just pretend that she I, or maybe very genuinely uh stole our energy and it was a, it was a it was weird for them that's, let me that's I want, this is this is going to be my one call out on, on energy vampires also i i, <laughs> I think it hang on uh there was a thing I, I think it was an episode of Cryptid Keeper or something. Anyway, I, I know some, I, I have heard some some things about energy vampires, and apparently some of them will go to public places and, like, take people's energy against their will. And regardless of whether or not you believe in that, that feels disrespectful, energy vampires. I don't think you should be going and taking people's energy against their will. I'm just saying. Don't like ask people before if you, you believe take their you energy. have the ability to steal people's energy because you're an energy vampire. Get their consent. Yes, yeah. like my, you know, whether or not I feel the same way about my energy that you do, I, you know, it just feels a little bit like a a violation of uh, you know personal autonomy to to steal something from somebody without their permission i don't believe your powers are real but that doesn't mean you're allowed to take my energy without my consent and and here's the thing it's just a respect thing here's the thing even say say you don't have consent but you know it's happening guess what's happening to my energy while you do that it's not feeling great no matter whether I believe in it or not, that's that's giving me a we- it's giving me some strange real weird awkward. energy vibes. Yeah. So so yeah. like maybe, maybe yeah. there's some, maybe there's some stock in that. Anyway, I just wanted to call out my uh, give a shout out to that girl in my in my history class in uh, in ninth grade who was stealing my energy. Thanks, uh, <laughs> thanks, Katie. It was a weird uh, weird dynamic. Um, God damn it, Katie. Yeah, Katie, uh, you're everything wrong with energy vampires. She's probably a wonderful person now, um, and was then. I was a I was a, a normie. Um, and, and, and the reason if, if only this thing, if only this thing, this is the reason why this show works. And no matter what happens for the rest of eternity, this show will always work. 
What song does this episode finish with? That's right. Evanescence. My Immortal by Evanescence. We gotta talk about the ending of this episode. I have it as a bad, but if you want to talk about it as a good, it's we can. It's so on I the like, nose. It's so perfect. Oh my god! I, I the like vampire the application sex of that song. Fight. I like the application of it. Yes. It's good. The vampire sex fight between Mick and his wife was bizarre. And yeah. then that song started playing. Oh, God. Jesus Christ. And that little girl is the reporter. He's trying to bone now. Exclamation point. Question okay, mark. Well, that's Exclamation point. Question mark. Respect could, where due. They haven't boned yet. They yes. might. I'm not going to. Oh, them, they're going I'm to. I'm not going to let them off the hook yet. But they're going to fuck. So, so hang here, on. I fully expected them to be fucking by episode two, and they haven't yet, and I'm pleasantly surprised. She's still married. She's not married. She has a boyfriend. Are they engaged? They're more than just boyfriend and girlfriend. Anyway. No, it's just, it's her boyfriend. Infidelity is bad no matter what. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Here's my thing. But she hasn't cheated on her dude. She hasn't banged the dude. Fair enough. Here's my thing. She fed him with her throat. No, just her wrist. That's like third base in vampire sex. (laughs) Um, well, clearly in this show, where getting bitten by a vampire is the most powerful orgasm anyone can receive. Um, every show, every show. Here's my thing about that, and maybe the I I I have not seen a lick of the Twilights or read a lick of the Twilights or seen very much of True Blood or any like I I am very unimmersed in vampire culture. I don't know if this is a but, but but like this idea is a thing like oh the girl i used to know now i'm in love with when you're an immortal that kind of thing thematically happens in these shows where there's only five people in the entire universe here's here's the deal i don't like it i don't like five i don't like it i wish and here's the thing it's it's gonna happen i just wish at any point in any of these shows the characters involved would acknowledge this is weird right we're we're yeah. still we're still gonna bone, but this is kind of weird, isn't it? Like I just wish they would get to that. <laughs> I wish they would be at that point of just like, oh, we probably shouldn't do this because it's weird, and then they do it anyway. Fine, but just so I, I think I think age gaps when you're an immortal are are obviously always going to be awkward and a thing. Like like when you're an elf in Middle Earth or in D and D, and you want to like, yo, there's that hot human. We're gonna make us a half elf. They're gonna get. Uh, extra skill proficiencies, uh, which is rad. Let's make a bard. <laughs> <laughs> yup. Um, I, I, I think that's okay if they're like, you know, obviously an adult by their standard and consenting. What's weird is if you knew them when they were a baby. Yeah. If, no, you knew, yeah. if you knew them when they were watching fantasy, like Teletubbies and fantasy Barney, it's then weird for you to make a half-elf with them when they're a consenting adult. Yeah, if you knew them when you were an adult and they were a tiny troglodyte child, then that it's that's no, almost it's, irreconcilable. It's, it's terrible. I just like, and I'm not giving a pass. I just like understand yeah. that shows in general 
have like the Skywalker rule where there are only like five people in one family in an entire and universe they're all related and they're all related. They're all going to weave in and out of each other's lives. So if someone's immortal, they're going to have met the person that they are eventually going to bone at every I think about uh, this is a, a movie that I saw in theaters, The Time Traveler's Wife, where like the dude goes back and like sees his wife when she's a child and like hangs out with her. And then she grows up and says, oh, it's you. And it's like, that's weird. Like just yeah, that's, acknowledge that's wild. acknowledge that it is weird. Say, hey, this is weird. And you know what? I'll stop watching because I'll be like, yeah, this is weird. I'm glad you understand. And then the people who want to see them bone anyway, they'll keep watching and you will bone anyway. Just like just have a human moment of like like that was what was missing. Like he like at the end of that episode, he's like, oh, it felt so good to hold her. It makes me think it could almost work. between. it's like that you. Like, this is a thought that the first thought should be, ooh, no, this is weird. And then maybe later you have feelings. Like At the start of episode two, it's revealed that he's, like, stayed in her life to, like, yeah. watch over her, but, like, far enough away. And that he's been, like, dreaming of the day that they could be together. And I was like, that's buck fucking wild. That's bizarre. Mm-hmm. You're mm-hmm. a weirdo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so weird. You, like, saw her when she had pigtails and braces and, like, was drawing horses on her binders, you weirdo. Yeah. And, and like... Gross. It's so... This is the show's biggest flaw. Let's... Yeah. That's... This is what... This is the point we're making. This is the first elephant in the room. There's a second elephant in the room that I'm saving for the end of this episode. Okay. There... Yeah, I, I feel like this show does a really good job with explaining how vampires I'm watching um, a show that I cannot stop watching right now, which is good omens. Um, oh, it's great. Yeah. It's so good. so good. And it deals so much with like immortal non-human beings, like really just like investing in the human condition and like embedding themselves in it. And I feel like this show has a little bit of that. Like we see the, the guy in a later episode where he like, makes a ward or makes he sire i guess yeah sires a ward uh, uh, like bites a vamp uh, a guy makes him a vampire and he it, makes a baby vampire he makes a baby by, vampire by which we mean a grown man right and like becomes like oh well, that's like my child like i'm a father to this child and like i feel like that would be way more the case in a vampire situation than immediately like ooh i sired this person time to bone them like I like it, that feels so much more real to me of like, oh, I've created this vampire, I brought this vampire into the world. Like, I want to teach you. I want to show you. I don't want to like defile I must raise you. him. Right. Like and there's and there's things like with this. They, there's this uh, lady who is like the cleaner who like comes and cleans up after. I like that. love the cleaner. That feels the cleaner very John Wayne. Okay, we're, yeah. we're, we're out of the taking we're out this of episode war, yes. by a time. Yeah. Yeah. Sure, sure, sure. We're, but oh, the cleaner is great. I will double back. I will double back. Um, the cleaner's great. It's it's just like, of course, and, and Guillermo, like these economies would exist in this world where where there's like 400 vampires in Los Angeles. Like it's just like it's the normal condition. It's capitalism. You know, the vampires got to play by these rules too. the uh, uh, St. John character and Beth having like this weird romantic interest just feels like so like it's not it has nothing to do with the human condition. It's just like basic lust. And it's like it that it's gross and it feels out of left field. So it's even it's even worse. Yep. That's completely. Agree. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So episode two, because uh, that leads into episode two, because episode two starts with 
Mick being like, yo, I want to fuck this girl I've been watching for years, mm-hmm. which is nuts. Mm-hmm. I didn't write much on episode two. I thought episode two was pretty, it was pretty weak. bland. Uh, I have um, a complaint about it and it's that the forensics are, are bullshit. <laughs> like the, well, yeah. the, the dude, uh, Lee Spaulding, which is weird. Cause I knew a dude named Lee Spaulding, but, um, um, he keeps like, he, he fabricates two separate situations where he's trying to frame, uh, Mick St. John, the vampire, for, like, doing doing bodily injury to him. And the first one, they're in a staircase, and he, like, he, like, slashes himself on the side of the face, and then he's like, Oh, help! Oh, help! This fellow, this fellow Mick St. John has attacked me, uh, because he wants, uh... He he still hates me, and he wants me back in jail because he's uh, Mick has fabricated this uh, this excuse that the reason the PI who put him in jail looks like him is because it was his dad whose name was also Mick St. John, which is fake because he's a vampire and it was him. First of all, like there was no there was no like proof that this had happened. You know, he just yelled it, and everyone was like, "Oh, that must be what happened." And then, um. Uh, Lee Spaulding shows up at Mick's house and shoots himself in the arm with Mick's gun and then claims that Mick shot him. And first of all, like, they could tell. I mean, there have been cases in actual forensics where people have shot themselves and tried to frame somebody else. And they've been like, no, we can tell because the angle that you shot yourself, like, it's very easy to tell that. And, um... Also, if somebody comes in your house, you, I mean, I'm not saying like, oh, you can just shoot them all willy nilly, but like, this is America. So and like, he's white. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so like, and he didn't like sh- fatally shoot him even. He like, the, the dude shot himself in the arm, of course, because he didn't want to die. So um, even if Mick had been like, yeah, that is my gun and I did shoot him because he turned up at my house and he had previously accused me of attacking him, and I was concerned about what he might do. So, like, there was no, there was really no conflict here. It was very, it was very silly. Uh, I'm gonna go to positives, because, you know, Evan's being a little negative Nancy, starting with negatives. Sorry, I hate, this is the thing that bothers me the most, because I'm a nerd. The, the douchey vampire friend mentioned Van Helsing. And I desperately hope that we get some, like, real actual vampire hunters in this show. I was hoping it would be this episode, and we just had this weirdo prisoner man. But got, I'm I'm hoping we get real actual vampire hunters. We got good businessman friend content in this one. Yeah. He, had some, he had some good snappy lines. And then uh, I do like that Mick mentions he plays World of Warcraft. That made me yeah. very that made me yeah. very happy. This this edgy, like loner vampire who's brooding all the time also has like a night elf rogue on, yeah. on World of he Warcraft. He loves the internet. Yeah. And he has he has that made World me happy. Yeah. Um, the 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 uh the the rich friend vampire, the fact that he has such a baby face. It just it, yeah. it, like it, like I could I would believe that he got turned at like 19 years old or something like that. And that he's just like 400 years old, perpetually 19. And it works really well. Perpetually a trust fund, baby. Yes. Yes. Um, um, my 
Oh, I'm sorry, Ronnie. Do you have more positives? Uh, no, I just the <laughs> this is this is my nerdy moment where and where for evidence forensics and for me it's uh filmography. Um, the set dressing in the apartment. Um, there are American history textbooks in uh, John or Nick St. John's uh, bookshelf, um, which I realized because one of the textbooks was a book that I definitely uh, studied from in 11th grade. Um, I just maybe I mean, I can I can I can certainly let me I can get my head cannon machine started up and figure out exactly why uh, Mick St. John has been studying uh, high school American history. Um, But I just think it's it's probably lazy set dressing that they had left over from like the Boy Meets World uh, finale or something like that. Guys, guess what? What's up, I know we've been looking for a great Overwatch podcast, and I think I just found the perfect one. Another one? Do they do a ton of esports coverage too? Nope, they're filthy casuals, just like us. Okay, but are they like super boring jerks? Or are they really toxic, like a lot of the community? No, they're total friends, and they're really welcoming to both new and experienced players. Okay, cool. They sound alright, but are they like obsessed with Overwatch? I mean, it is great, but there are other video games. They really make me work for it. No, in fact, they talk about a different video game every episode. Huh, maybe that is worth my time. What's it called? Overwitch. Like, like a magic spell switch kind of witch? No, kind of like which game you should play. You are f- that is not a great name for a podcast. Yeah, that's not It's not one. the best name. Just give it a try. He certainly wasn't missing from the game, but yeah, it's uh-huh. a fun addition. I want to talk about how this game tackles minorities. So he's not Torbjorn anymore, is what I'm hearing. Yeah, he's actually Torbjorn's little brother, Morbjorn. Overwitch is a proud member of Lunar Light Studio. Catch us every other Friday. So my biggest negative for this episode was that this vampire needs to move cities or change names or switch jobs, or fucking something. You can't be immortal, mess with big attention crimes, and also keep the same identity. Mm-hmm. 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 Like, you you can't do that. You can't be involved with high-profile cases that are, like, getting news attention, yep. and you're the big hero private eye who's busted these murderers, mm-hmm. and people have been taking your picture and putting them in newspapers and keep the same goddamn name and profession and stay in the same city. They spend such a large part of the show talking about like why Mick St. John needs to be so involved is because he needs to like keep things under wrap. It, like it's so important that their secrets are held. He is the sloppiest dude. Everybody yeah. knows that this dude is a vampire. People yeah. in jail know it. People on the news know it. Other cops know it. Everybody knows this guy's a vampire. And he just like saunters on like, yes, my secret is safe. And it was like, no, no. It's the worst kept secret in all of Los Angeles. You gotta, you gotta move around. He didn't even establish with his friends like, oh, if anyone asks, that's my dad. And we just happened to yeah, live a Yeah, I, I thought that dude was in on it when John talked to him. Because yeah. it was like this, his, his cop who was a buddy in the 80s with him. 
Yeah, and, and like, this dude was like, old as fuck, and he clearly must have noticed that Mick St. John was not well, old. Well, he made jokes about it. Yeah. Like, he made jokes well, with John about how John looked young, he's, and he's, I thought he was in on it, but then he told the reporter the first time she, asked, like, so asked. The, so, so, the, so the bit there is that he is blind. What? He ha- he has a cane in his in his in his uh in his room. I did not and- get that. Yeah, yeah. He no, I, there I, was, I, yeah. I don't know. He he was like talking look, to double maybe, back, double back, maybe. and look. He definitely he like the only he like hits him on the arm and was like, oh, where do these muscles come from? You're and he says like, oh, we're both senior citizens. Like, don't he was he's not joking with him. Like he's like being genuine. He's blind and doesn't realize that he's uh, you know. I don't know Young. about that. Look at look. Take a look back. He's got he's got a regulation blind man's cane with the white bottom and everything. I believe you, Ronnie. But the the episode did such a phenomenally poor job of conveying that mm-hmm. that I did not realize that he was blind as Same I watched geez. multiple scenes with him in them. Yep. Um, yep, yep. So nitpick, nitpick. Uh, this guy, this professor, who the fuck gave him a job as a professor where he's just teaching lecture classes? This isn't in his secret cult room. He's just in a classroom with these weird, like, 1870s naturalists drawings, just, like, talking about, like, birth and vampire energy and shit in, like, a regular-ass lecture room that he's just decked out weird. And, like, the... in. Uh, the reporter comes in and is like, oh, I'm a new student. The, your class is so interesting. Can I audit it? And th- I'm like, this oh, is a fucking regular-ass class. I had a big nitpick about that, too, actually. This dude is doing, like, vampire murders, and he did not recognize the reporter covering <laughs> the vampire murders when all she did was, like, put her ha- hair in some pigtails. Like you're you're a TA, you're a young TA, and you're out there doing vampire fucking murders, and you're not gonna recognize the lead reporter on the case reporting the vampire murders when she comes to your vampire murder cult. Come on, that's weak. That's weak. I mean, for the professor himself, I mean, once you get tenure, you can pretty much do whatever you want. Am I right, academia? <laughs> Based on the, like, decor of his classroom, like, it looks like that's the only class he teaches. Mm -hmm. Just weird vampire shit 101. And not even, like, not even, like, in the abstract, like, vampire lore from around the world. Or, like, vampirism as a, a symbol in literature. No, he's just talking about his own bizarre, buckwild theories about how we're all vampires because we drink blood in the womb, which is not real. That doesn't happen. That's not true. That was my other nitpick. That's not true. Babies don't drink blood. That's not we, how nu- nutrition works. We gotta move on to episode three. We can't be stuck in the in the, in the the weeds here. Yes. To be fair, there's not a whole lot, like, that I have to say about episode three, I guess. Uh, I do. Notes. I got notes. I do love the, uh, the Jet Propulsion Lab Vampire Dad. The, like, very awkward, like, twee... Uh, uh, older fellow. I love him. Yeah, I love him too. As a, I was kind of hoping it turns out that he's like, kind of a bad guy. Not totally he's an antagonist. Bad. He's not a villain. Yeah, he's. It turns out he uh, he deliberately turned another dude into a vampire. Not deliberate. 
He did it accidentally, no, it, and then he at, claims it was accidental, and then it turns out it was deliberate. No, he at the hospital he says, "I realized later that even though this was an accident, I need to take responsibility for it, and he's my son." Yeah. It but seems he did, like he did not turn the guy on purpose. It seems like if I can take this to like a straight up parenting metaphor, he thought he was sterile, but turns out, uh oh, his <laughs> vampire vampire mom baby mama was late, so he's so not. This, this frumpy, kind of older, tweed-wearing, librarian, mathematician, like, motherfucker uh, got, like, hit by a car, and then, like, he was a vampire. He got hit by a car. He, like, in order to heal, needed to feed, and he fed on some, like, a, a, a witness, and then he immediately left the crime scene, and he called the cleaner. The cleaner is a vampire whose job it is to answer anonymous calls from vampires who accidentally kill humans and clean it up to make it look like a human crime scene or just completely get rid of everything. But the body was gone when they got there. So it turns out that some of Frumpity Man's blood got in the person he fed on, which then turned them into a vampire. Because to become a vampire, it's like in Buffy, they got to feed on you, then you got to feed on them kind of thing. So he he did it by accident when Nick St. John like goes and interviews him, like interrogates him the first time. The guy was like, oh, like, oops. And then later the old man shows up at the hospital and is like, where's my boy? My beautiful boy. (laughs) (laughs) I'm your daddy. (laughs) You know, they they start off this whole series talking about misconceptions of vampire lore and a lot of what the interviewer is asking about and what Nick St. John is speaking to is like vampire lore that exists in our world of garlic and crucifixes and uh, sleeping in a coffin. So like it is very much kind of set with our sensibilities. But I was thinking about like the Lee J, the the convict um that he's able to do research on vampires that is extremely accurate. Uh, mm-hmm. Beth is able to find research that is extremely accurate. There's apparently mm-hmm. like, it's You're just this correct. level. It's this level of like, for a world that has a lot of misconceptions about vampire lore, it sure is easy to find the truth. If you mm-hmm. just like look hard enough, like in this world I where mean, presumably there's just other sloppy ass vampires out there writing tell all memoirs about like, no, this is the truth about vampires. It's, they won't tell you this well, in the book. They, they literally do two interview with a vampire bits in this show, yeah. though. So mm-hmm. like clearly, which I hated. One, one of them was in this episode. It's just it really like I feel like in a world where vampires exist and really they're as sloppy as Mick St. John is. Uh, I feel like that would become the new lore. Like people would like laugh at, oh, garlic, that's not real. But also sunlight will put them into like a a coma, basically. They will or need to not, be because or not. He progressively walks through more and more direct sunlight with each episode. This episode in particular, he was walking around during the day just in sunglasses and like mildly holding his hand up in the sun. And then don't even get me started on the next episode where he's just running around the entire episode (laughs) in direct sunlight. Yeah, Yeah, it takes a very long time for him to feel negative effects. And granted, like, they are pretty severe when when he starts getting, like, sun illness. But yeah, he's in the desert for 
a long fucking time. <laughs> like he's he he's drove essentially all the way out there in direct sunlight. Yeah, and he's he's essentially just a human at this point. Like if a human gets uh like the worst sunburn ever, they're yeah. in the same position basically. Yeah, the sun will fuck me up too. You're not special. <laughs> Back to episode three though. Yeah. I have uh two really big negatives. The first one is that Oh, I have a positive too. Uh the new vampire is a villain, and while I kinda wish it was something other than a vampire, uh them kind of correlating this new vampire going on a killing spree with his own turn into a vampire and flashbacks, uh like they were doing something thematically interesting yeah. there, I feel like, and that was cool. Yeah. However, it's revealed that it's his wife who turned him on his wedding night, and he had no idea she was a vampire. So how did he date, propose to, and then marry this woman <laughs> without ever realizing that she was a vampire? Did he not notice her sleeping in a freezer? Because you have to sleep in a freezer if you're a vampire. You have to. A little bit of plot holes there. A little bit of plot holes there. Did he not notice her never going out in the daylight? Like, I mean, I guess we just talked about how hey, that rule is kind of uh, bullshit. Maybe, but maybe, like, maybe they practiced courtship. Oh, they were doing some of that. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> we talked about that last episode. Uh-huh. I kissed mm-hmm. dating goodbye. Yeah. 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 They did a very pure date. They did I a mean, very pure dating. Yeah. And they, they never, you know, slept in the same room together. And this is, this they is never the 1950s. went on dates. This is the 1950s. Yeah, that is true. People this, fucked in the 1950s. I under- they did. They did. I understand that. I think you could have got by. Right. And also, probably engagements were shorter at the time. You probably probably I, could have probably could have gone three months without uh without figuring it out. For, I think for this you. guy could have gone to an all boys school in the 50s, gotten zero sex education. And just like growing up being like, yeah, that's what ladies are about. They never go out. You ladies be never going out in the sunlight, you know? Sun hats, you know, those are a mm-hmm. medical device. Yeah. Freeze. Ladies be freezing at night. They're so cold. They need a blanket because <laughs> they're, they're in the freezer. Those frigid ladies. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, there's there's some sub there's a there's some headcanon to be made there for sure. But that is that is a big glaring uh, plot hole here. My last bit. Uh, complaint was this like new vampire who is a doctor he goes from zero to a hundred real quick and I get that he's like a vampire and blood crazy but Nick St. John tries to reason with him and he's like no like you're a doctor like you can feed without hurting people like there's a way and the 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 doctor vampire is like I quote I like killing people. And it's like, dude, you were a doctor like two days ago. Mm-hmm. Like that mm-hmm. seems like a real drastic turn. Yeah. And I feel like if, and it he was, has fed, he has fed since then. It's not like he is like two days, like starving. Yeah. He literally just murdered and ate his wife. Yeah. So it's not like he's like super hungry at the moment or whatever. Right. right. So, um, yeah, it just seemed like a kind of a tough thing for me to swallow there. Yeah. I love that <clears throat> for most people, they would, uh, if they had positives and negatives, they would get the positives, they would get the negatives out of the way so they could focus on the positives. And Andy's like, I got this one positive. Let me just rush through it real quick. Let me get to these <laughs> negatives. These negatives are the things I want to focus on. 
Uh, episode four. I, the, the best thing about episode three was the cleanup crew. Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh, yeah. The, yes, the, the, sure. the John Wick cleanup crew. Yeah, the the, these these vampire cleanup crews. Very, uh, very, jo- the, very the, John Wick, very uh, Quentin Tarantino. Right. The old nerd vampire. Yeah, old like. nerd vampire was great. The, uh, the the cleaners also act as like like a like a zombie like or not a zombie a like a vampire mafia of like hey you're not uh you're not following the rules here so we're gonna we're gonna handle you and it's like there's a whole underground subculture here yeah the thing is like vampires are not supposed to be going around like murdering people willy nilly right. if you have an accident you can anonymously call them and they'll clean it up for you no questions asked. But apparently, though, if you step too far out of line, they will hunt you down and take care of you yeah. as well. Yeah. So there's there's some interesting like hints of vampire culture there. Uh, episode four. Uh, not a lot going on in this one except that it was building up to this dude biting his right. lady friend. I have very very little to do with vampirism in this episode. Mm-hmm. I have one positive. Uh. I like how in the shootout that doors and walls aren't bulletproof. Yeah. Yeah. That was actually like really well done. That was a really good action scene at the start of this. Most of my notes are on how the sunlight just seems to have no effect on Mick at all. (laughs) Yeah. I have like five notes about the sun and Uh I have one note helicopter. What? Because these people just fly an attack helicopter in like around Los Angeles and blow up a police yeah. car and then drive like yeah. they just fly off like nothing happened. Mick Mick St. John has the great the great line, you had to piss off an arms dealer. And there's just no way in a post 9-11 <laughs> like no. America that that happened. No. I also found that nanny character who he's escorting to be very... It's exactly like an escort mission in a video game. Yeah, she's very just annoying. very annoyed the whole time. Yep. She, that actress, guest stars in a lot of CW shows, and she yep. always plays the same character. And she's also Casey from Mixology. She's, oh. a, she's, a, return, she's a return guest. So I like that. You have to be nice to her, yeah. Yeah, I liked it. I liked it. She's she was on she was in waiting. She's been in like you said a bunch of big things, but most primarily, most prominently because it has to do with us, uh, she was in mixology. I do a note that there's like a bit too much emotional trauma for two people who have barely known each other for like three yep. weeks now. Mm-hmm. When she thought Mick died, and she like yells at her boyfriend and like storms off, and it's like, you mean that dude you've known for like three weeks? Yeah, I understand being upset, but like, like, like sure, Jesus. be bummed out, but like, you would have thought that like it was her her brother or her pet. Mm-hmm. The the way that she like exploded. I love that the show is so so horny about vampirism and turning people and like orgasm vampire bites that it it. it like pulls no punches by saying, "Ooh, I've got this real bad bloodlust. I better take a cold shower." Like that's that is <laughs> yeah. that's the cure that's the for answer. Yeah. yeah, like it's like, "Ooh, ooh, I'm so heated up right now. Got to calm down with some with an ice bath real quick." Oh, yeah. Also, each each of these four episodes have ended on like a really emotional like relationship song. Mm-hmm. 
which is it's real over the top. Yeah. Yeah. Um, none being better than My Immortal by Evanescence. No, it was, that was so epic. good. It was so, so good. Epic. Wowza. Oh, it was amazing. So what Wipe I was saying at the beginning. All of your tears. You scream out. Fight away all of your fears. Thank you for singing it, because I was going to have to if you did it. Yeah. <laughs> Beautiful job. Um, I, can't, I can't do, like, the rap breakdown or anything, but... Um... Oh, I'm distracted. Oh, I, I was saying at the beginning that had I watched this show when it came out, I would have hated it. And I, I, I was fully... Pre- as I was watching the first episode, I was fully fully prepared to hate it. I was so ready. And uh like like I said, it just it just sort of became this weird experience of like living living a cultural zeitgeist from 2007, you know? Like I was mentally transported back to that time and like realistically the show's not as bad as I thought. Like even mm-hmm. even by now standards, like I was First episode was very bad, but uh, there was some things sprinkled in. There were kernels. There were kernels of of good lore and good ideas in there that made it just interesting enough mm-hmm. to to be like palatable. Are we done on goods and positives for episode four? Yeah. Can I talk I about so. the second elephant in the room? Oh okay. yeah, let's hear it. So here's the second elephant in the room. I did Is some they- research. I did some research for this. Okay. And by research, I, I like did two Google searches. So, Moonlight came out in 2007. It has a 7.7 rating on IMDb and an 8.8 on TV.com. Okay. The show Angel ended in 2004, has an 8 on IMDb and an 8.9 on TV.com. Both are about vampire private detectives living in Los Angeles who refuse to kill people or drink fresh human blood while struggling with their dark impulses and getting over an ex who turned them into a vampire. Is this a conspiracy theory? That- it's not a conspiracy <laughs> theory. It's just that, like, Angel is a significantly better show. And this show, like, Moonlight seems to be, like retreading the same grounds and instead of doing something different with it it's just kind of blander like angel is so fun angel is such a great fun good vampire show and on paper these shows are very similar and angel just does all of these tropes so much better I've never seen Angel, but I believe you because I yeah. know Angel Angel was popular. But literally, like, why, like, if you're going to be like, all right, we're going to do a vampire private detective TV show. He's getting over an ex who turned him into a vampire. He's real broody. And, I mean, we know and the, he's trying to not drink human blood. We know Let's why. not set it in L.A. then. We know why it, set it in the exact same city? Be, because Twilight took place in Washington, which is right next to California. That's, is, that's, this that's came out in reach. 2007, though. When was the first Twilight book? Uh, the first Twilight book was at, came out in 2006, and the movie came out in 2008. 
So I'm I'm telling you, they were re they were retreading angel. Vampires were a big deal. Okay. With Vampires specific, were a big deal. Okay. With no the specific okay. intent. Twilight Twilight the book came out in 2005. So this came out two years after the first Twilight book, and I guess they a knew the movie was the coming movie. out. Yeah. yeah. So they were retreading a thing that they had on purpose because they knew they could like cash in on that that sudden. And it was an enormous wave. I don't. No, Twilight was, was fucking huge. Was, if you don't remember, yeah. huge. Oh, for sure. it was for everywhere. Sure. It was yes. There were like there were T-shirts in yeah. the Target. There were like everything. I definitely there were I did spoofs everywhere. As I said, I did not see it partially yeah. because of how like of a crazy wave it was. It's like uh yeah, I, I can't I can't get on that wave right now. So yeah, they were trying. To, so uh, I would be surprised if they didn't say like, oh yeah, people liked Angel. Let's just kind of do that, but like... Take out all the fun shit. Yeah, make it more Twilight. Just Twilight flavor it, and we'll call it Moonlight, and it'll be a vampire show. Uh, and uh, yeah, like they were just riding the wave, for sure. Yeah. Yep. So yeah, let's talk about... Was that all the elephants? Yeah, it was just that this show is on paper identical to sure, sure. to Angel, and Angel is remarkable. And while this show isn't, you know, it's not a dumpster fire or anything, it's just like, oh, wow, someone made Angel but took out all of the really fun bits. Angel but less good. Yeah, and I think it's going to be really hard for me to not compare every every chunk of episodes to to angel gotcha I, I fucking loved angel yeah uh so, seriously let's let's watch angel yeah um but but does angel have and i'm i'm going to round back all the way back to my beginning statement here does angel have a main character that looks like he was originally cast as Nick Cage and instead of recasting him, they just like can, made a Nick Cage out of clay in a lab someplace. Can you I mean make Mick Cage? Can I can Nick I make Cage? Can I make another remark? And this is a, a condemnation of all early two thousands show well, I guess this is mid two thousand. All all shows filmed in the late nineties into the two thousands featured a cast of clones. That all looked <laughs> like like everyone on television looked identical to one another in this period. I don't know if it's just me or if it's because the cameras were less good, but like all of them are six foot tall, dark haired men, slim body type, about 190 pounds, clean shaven face, shaggy dark hair, white guy. And they all extremely conventionally attractive so bland and all of these men are completely indistinguishable from one another all of the female characters slim white women long hair sometimes blonde sometimes light brown razor thin eyebrows pleasantly oval face extremely conventionally attractive very very bland occasionally as a tertiary character, a light-skinned black woman will turn up and deliver a line. And she will have wavy, but not, like, curly hair. And that's every show. That's every show from the 90s into the early 2000s. Unless it's, like, specifically a genre piece about something. 
I like that he looks like Nick Cage when he's not a vampire. I or when he's like not like in his thrall. I love that he looks like uh Joaquin Phoenix from the Joker movie when he is in his thrall. That's a good combination of characters that I was uh I was happy to see in this in this show. Nailed it. Perfect. It's everything. All right, so let's wrap this on the first chunk of Moonlight. Um I think uh I think we're all kind of on board. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm shocked honestly at myself, yeah. but I'm kind of on it, board. It it does a noir style that I think kind of it certainly works better than Dresden Files, like the noir narration style. Yeah, it's really it's trying hard for sure. It's committed. Yeah. 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 I'm excited to see more. I mean, I'm I'm and I'm less also, ex- I'm very much less excited knowing that I have episodes of Good Omens to get to. Um would really rather be watching that. Mm. Uh, yeah, but Good I, Omens is significantly it's better than this. So good. Uh anyway, and it, but it's, it's really making me want to watch Angel. The show or Good Omens? This this makes me okay. want to watch Angel. Okay. Angel, is, Angel is so much better than this. Have I mentioned that I like Angel? You did. You did. Yeah. I'm di- I'm glad that you've prefaced this show with like a logical reason as to why you're not going to like it. I like I like how you've already you've already I, dug I said that I was hole. on board. I know, I know, I said but it was you, working. you've already planted the seeds of like it's working, but it's not as good as this other <laughs> show, and I'm always going to compare it to this other show. I I will I I genuinely do think it will be a struggle for me to not compare it to Angel constantly because this show is so clearly being like, hey, do you guys remember that Vampire Private Eye show set in Los Angeles from three years ago? Let's do that again. But more Twilight. Um, thank you again to Michaela for uh, suggesting this show for us to watch. Um, yeah. Thanks, we're viewers. Gonna, Sorry we're if gonna we end d- up shitting all over it. <laughs> we did that to Frequency, which was a, a viewer, or not a viewer, a listener recommended show. Terranova, Ter- too. We we don't have a great yeah. track record. No. Nope. We, are, we are hemorrhaging fans this way. Um but if you want to send us suggestions, you can get on that fan discord. Uh, you got to donate to that Patreon first, patreon.com slash lunarlighthq. Uh, you can send us an email, uh, penningpodgmail.com. It's significantly freer to do that. Um, you can follow us on Twitter at PendingPod. Follow us on Facebook at PendingPod. Follow us on Instagram at EndingPending. Um, be sure to check out Lunar Light Studio, lunarlightstudio.com. New shows popping up there all the time. Old shows popping up there just like they've always been. Um, shows like Storyboard. I haven't talked about Storyboard in a while. They're still, they're still cranking out shows about episodes about uh, our, our, our favorite uh, animated TV shows. Yeah. From yesteryear and today. And it's always a fun time. Everyone has different it's it's so fun to listen to like people's nostalgia because even though a lot of people have the same nostalgia the way we feel like what what specific things trigger that nostalgia about a, a work is always so different and I love hearing that. Yeah, and there's Overwitch, which is a great video game podcast where they talk about video games. And there's Cryptid Keeper, which I listened to this very day. It's so good. So good. Fizzy Wizzy. Fizzy Wizzy. And uh 
I just want to mention our sponsors this week. Uh, Mr. Matthew Mercer and Critical Role. Thank you so much for sponsoring uh, Ending Pending this week. We really appreciate the, uh, yep, yep. the massive amounts of money you gave for me to say good things about right. you and apologize. Yeah, right. And by because massive other- amounts of money, I mean the the threatening emails that I received yes, from Travis yes. Willingham and his very large muscles. Yeah. Oh, both of both of his biceps have separate email accounts. All him, his biceps. They all three of them sent us emails, and it was each letter was more threatening than the last. So, yeah, I'm uh, I'm shaking in like a very intrigued way. Oh. Uh, <laughs> oh. You know what? I wouldn't even be, I wouldn't even be that mad if if no if uh, Travis Mullingham picked me up with one of his meaty hands. I wouldn't even be that upset. Put me through a window, Travis Willingham. Ugh. All right, let's anyway. Go, let's go to the fuck tip pad. <laughs> yeah. Don't tell Pawn Shop Lou that Andy likes Critical Role. Oh, yeah, he'll be surprised. He hasn't listened in a while. I don't like it. I love it. It's very good. I don't know what that voice was I did there. That was kind of a weird... Anyway, yeah, don't tell tell him, though. Don't tell Pawn Shop Lou. Podcast is over. It's done. We're done now. It's the finale. Yeah, ending pending's done. I'm going to sleep forever. I'm going to stop recording. All right. Yeah, freezer sleeps. We got turn a weighted it blanket. Off, it's please, the best God, fucking thing. Turn it off. Okay, I'll stop talking about our weighted blanket. All right. Good night, podcast. Light Studio. Pretty, witty, and gay.